Hey there. Welcome to the Literary Escape Podcast. I'm your host, Becky, and I'm glad you're here today. On the Literary Escape Podcast, we talk about books. We talk about escapes that we can have through our books. And I always have some great book recommendations for you. So buckle up and let's see where we're going today. Enjoy the show. The Literary Escapes podcast. I'm excited today to have a Florida author with me on the podcast. Barbara Barrett is with me. She is a romance author and a cozy mystery author. And I cannot wait to jump in and find out how she got into all this. So, welcome. I'm super excited you're here today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, how did you get into writing? Well, I've got two stories I can tell you about that. Excellent. One, at least at least two. One goes farther back into my childhood, into the murky dark ages. Um, when I had, I think it was my fourth grade teacher who encouraged me to write. She thought that I did a really good job. And her son had this crush on me. So I thought maybe she was just getting trying to get trying on to my good side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I didn't really listen to that move on to seventh grade. And I was in uh, orchestra. Uh, I played violin from all the way through uh, middle school through high school. Yes. And um, on our off days, the the other days when the band would be in there, we had, we went to the the library and the librarian was our tutor in creative writing. So, okay, so I got a little encouragement then. Uh, I really didn't pay much attention. I did pretty well through high school when it came to essay tests. And actually that really came to my, really helped me as I got into college because I was a history major. And basically most of the tests you take are are written. Essays, yeah. Uh, And I also had to do a thesis that got me through that. So writing, but technical writing has been with me for a long time. Oh, I forgot to mention when I was in sixth grade, my mother, worked for the newspaper and my mother was so proud of me she took one of my essays in uh it was this little short story of my mythical trip to France and um (laughs) because she worked there they printed it and so are there my first first time time in in print print. yeah Yeah. (laughs) strangely enough years later we did go to France and I I tried to see some of those things that I I think I put into my essay um and also when I then because she continued to work at the newspaper as when I was in uh, high school they asked me to do their a weekly column called teen talk and I was the one who put together, uh, I had reporters in each of the schools and they would get to me each week and I would put everything together. And um, yeah, I was the editor of that. Yeah, so, okay. Um, so, okay, so that's the one story. Everybody has some kind of story like that. I really didn't believe much in my writing to tell you the truth. Even in um, my job, and I worked for the human resources arm of Iowa state government for well most of my career over 30 years and they would come to me I I, I wrote a lot of audit reports and other reports and uh, did a lot of the director's correspondence that kind of thing okay um oh so that that was all basically technical writing yeah so that takes us into my 30s my late 30s which is you know about two years ago um (laughs) yep so I really had a really I don't have a lot of a tragic like life to relate to anybody because I I wanted to go through college and be the first one in the family that graduated with a four-year degree. And I did. Yay. Um, I 
I wanted to find the man of my dreams and, and have a good marriage. And I did. I wanted to have two beautiful children. And I did. I wanted a home. um, And we, we got that after a couple of years. And, and so we get to age 38, what some people might call midlife. I'm looking around going, now, what do I do? I need a new goal in life. Mm -hmm. And about that time, I I've always been a, I hate to admit this, but I've loved soap operas ever since I was a young girl. Um, <laughs> and my, my aunt would, would take care of us in the summers and she'd have on, I think the young and the restless was on at that time. I, I think it was. <laughs> That's that. awesome. Anyhow, my favorite at the time, and I, this was in the very early days of VCRs, I would record another world every day and then I come home and instead of having a cocktail to relax, I would watch my soap opera at night. My favorite character after a while was um, Felicia Gallant, but (laughs) Felicia was a romance writer and she she was the the one that you think of. She wore a boa. She had all kinds of of fascinating friends. She made lots of money. I love um, it. And I thought I could do that. (laughs) And at the time, the romance industry was actually very open. Now, okay. I have a I have a knack for choosing to do things at the wrong time or at the same time everybody else does because yeah. I I c- could barely get anything in front of uh, any a, any agents let alone editors. I worked for years trying to do that. I wrote my first book for um over um 10 years. Okay. And that's the only one that of what my early writing that I've never published, but I I haven't given up on it yet. Uh, it'll just keep changing form. It's about this time that I discovered the local chapter of Romance Writers of America. Nice. Okay. And discovered all the things I'd been doing wrong all this time. So I I got in line with them. And so for the next several years, I was a romance writer. I won a few contests, but I never got an agent. I never, uh, so I never was picked up by a publisher at that time. So was indie publishing wasn't thing yet or not Um, widely no it wasn't at at the very beginning of that time as as time went by yes it was but I I I joined the chapter in Florida when I I retired and some of the writers there who were published were going stay away from it it it's like vanity publishing you do not want to get into it and so I didn't the the self-published they were saying that about oh okay so you know I I was gullible I believed it all and um, then it was only like a few years later when they were indie publishing and, <laughs> and raving about how much money they were bringing in that I changed. thought, you know, maybe this is the time for me to go a different direction. Uh, but I didn't do that at that point. Um, it was only after I, a few years after I retired that I was contacted by a brand new um, I can't even remember much of the details of this. It was a an arm of uh, F and W Adams Publishing, okay. um, and it was called the a Crimson Romance at the time. Okay. And I think it has since gone the, by the wayside, but they were willing to publish my first book. Yay. So in in September of 2012, uh, my first book was published by them. So we're coming up on the 10 year mark. You are. That's um, so exciting. And, and so that's when my, my writing really took off. And I, how did I get into writing? Long story short, um, because I wanted to be Felicia Gallant. 
<laughs> that is as good a reason as any, isn't it? Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I love that. How fun. You had mentioned in your um, on your website that you started out reading a lot of mysteries. That I you did. enjoy reading mysteries, but then you wrote romance. I thought that was kind of a curious thing. Be, be, well, I've already told you all the things I've done wrong yeah. in my career. So um, <laughs> I really thought romance was my ticket because I thought that was where I That's had the most opportunity seeing, yeah. to get in. Yeah. And so, and, and I did, I wrote, I've written, uh, I've, I've published um, 11 romance awesome. contemporary so romance it, novels yeah, definitely wasn't a mistake so and and I uh I my first indies were my first were were three romance novels in, in a, a series and oh. I'm in the process of getting my rights back to the two trilogies nice. um in this year so I'm hoping to release those two trilogies at some point next year awesome and okay I, I already have my um my two novellas and my two standalones are already out there. I've got those, those rights are, back. Those, okay, good. That's awesome. Yeah, so they're on my website along with the other stuff. Okay. So I was finishing up my, my um, I think I had finished actually, my uh, requirements for my master's degree at Drake University. My husband had come back from being in um, army uh, training. And, and so he would be, we, we were, we got our time, classes were paid for because we were head residents in the dormitories okay and oh nice someday maybe there's a story in that too but um <laughs> it was his turn to be head resident and so it was uh, this it was this is the time for me to get pregnant with the first child so I but at the same time I decided well let's I really need to do something so let's do some student teaching because I can get my teaching degree at the same time so there I am my first trimester of, of pregnancy oh. and I'm student teaching um, and somehow so I got through it, um, and I, it, it, I did pretty Busy. well, but, um, anyhow, uh, then the, the rest of the time I was basically sitting around, not eating bonbons or anything, but waiting for this baby to get here. And so, because I had access to the library at Drake, I went over there and just started browsing for something to read. Fun. And okay. that, that's when I discovered Agatha Christie. Oh, that's awesome. And that was like, um, you know, it's like light goes off in the library. And, and I must have gone through the whole, every point I could get my hands on at the time. That's and fun. then when I ran out of those, I discovered Ellery Queen. Nice. And a nice. totally different in a way, but not really. It's same kind of. Uh, it, it's, it's it's a cozy, but it's a cozy where you really have to think. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I get um, the the Agatha Christie, well, the Jane Marple, anyhow, are the ones where she knew somebody who had done something that was similar to what she was seeing happen in the present, and that she she ties the the or connects the dots, and she goes, "Oh, that's the murderer." Um, oh, funny. Uh, okay. So I I fell in love with. Um, the cozy genre. Yeah. Uh, well, that my daughter just turned fifty. So fifty years ago, I um, was uh, already in trance. Already a cozy fan. And you know, yeah. all those books that I collected over the years, I have been fortunate enough. My granddaughter has recently developed an interest in the mystery. Oh, fun! And, and so she's taken all those books from me because nobody, the library won't oh, take them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, oh, how fun I, to be! Able I to feel pass like they've on. been passed along to the right person. Ah, oh, that's that always feels good, doesn't it? Share 
the things that you've loved with someone else. Yes, because my daughter could have cared over the years. And it's it skipped a generation and that, that you just that works. Hope that that's what will happen. Yeah. So your first cozy series was the Mahjong one, right? Yes. Tell me about that one, because that oh. just fascinates me. Well, <clears throat> I retired. Um, as soon as I was eligible to retire after 32 years working in state government. Yeah. And I, my, I, I kind of shocked my husband when I said I wanted to retire because he, in his mind, thought we were both going to go another five years at it. And I said, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it's too much stress for me. And so he finally said, okay, that, fine. I'm reworking the, the finances and okay. we can do it, but you need to move to Florida. Um, we won't say why uh, the tax-free part of that, but um, <laughs> we had we already had purchased a condo several years before that, and we went down there on occasion. Okay. And it was you have to go move to the condo and live in Florida while I continue to work in Iowa for the next several years. And at first, the idea just absolutely floored me, and I, I'm going me. I, I, I haven't really been on my own since I was in college and even then yeah. it was really a much more sheltered thing yeah but okay fine if you must <laughs> twist my arm to go be in Florida in the winter months okay I'll do yeah, it yeah really darn it. and and uh <laughs> so what and when we left to take me the first time we drove down in a blizzard that um it was a really bad one I, you're familiar with i-80 in iowa the, mm -hmm. the interstate that goes straight across the state yeah um we took that from des moines over to iowa city we don't usually yeah. go that way we take back roads because it's faster yeah. but we it there was snow coming down we were fighting the snow all the way down to Keokuk, Iowa, which is at the tip, southeastern tip. We drive into Missouri and it's like nothing is going on. And from then on, there was no snow. So I knew this was a sign. Getting out of Iowa. <laughs> I was moving the right direction. But once we got there, he stayed with me uh, to help me get set up and go get a, a driver's license and a library card first week or two. And then I was on my own. How interesting. How and, was it? Well, what I decided to do, I, I'd heard about this social group in town that was for people over 50 who lived in town. And most of them were retired. Mm -hmm. And um, so I con contacted somebody and said, I'd like to come to your dinner. Nice. But I don't, I really don't want to drive to this place. I don't know. So I rode with somebody else, went to their dinner. They were very welcoming. But in the course of the evening, more than one person said to me, do you play Mahjong? And I, I was very polite because this is people, I wanted to make a good impression. Yeah. So I'm going, no, Can I've never press? learned. And then they said, oh, well, so-and-so is going to be teaching that come in another month or so. You should take that course and join them. And I'm going, okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, because to me, that's a, old ladies played Mahjong. <laughs> Well, you know what? Old ladies and a lot of other people do play Mahjong too. <laughs> and frankly, I was an old lady at that time, but I, did, I didn't believe that was the case. So, um, I, I, so feel ya. I took the, there were four of us who took the course and believe it or not, three of us are still playing with each other today. Wow. That um, the fourth person uh, had to move away and go back to her family in, okay. in uh, Missouri. But um, it, I mean, that, that was in 2009. 
Um, wow, that's impressive. And that was actually a different version than, than a lot of people play. Okay. I was playing a version called Wright Patterson that is uh, played by women whose husbands are in the military, in, in um, most likely in the Air Force, because wow. it was developed at, at Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio years ago. Who knew? For people who, whose husbands uh, were going to get transferred all over the world, and keeping up with it, the yearly card that came from the other Mahjong group was very difficult. You could, by the time you got it, they were ready to move on to a new card in some cases. So they developed their own version, which um, the book of their hands uh, usually lasts from seven to 10 years. They just changed it again. So I learned how to play that. And then about two years later, someone else came to town and said, well, why don't you play this other version, which is what I learned. And okay. so I play them both today. Wow. And okay. now you want to know how I ever got this into. OK, so it, it, <laughs> After after writing the the first three uh, romances uh, in my uh, <laughs> productions, um, okay, which basically oh, yeah it, yeah yeah okay, it's the two people that they work in Hollywood and they've got um they they produce television shows which I know so much about. <laughs> uh, well, I do on the user end things. because I watch so much television, so I just threw my own uh, ideas into it. Um, I decided it was time to go back to my love and to start writing a mystery how interesting um, huh. and, and and a, a cozy mystery because I, as I said I'd been weaned on Agatha Christie and Absolutely. Hillary Queen and the thing about cozies if you're familiar with them mm -hmm. is that most of them have some kind of um niche uh, that they write in yeah, a lot of culinary mysteries. Of there are cooks a lot. and yeah. caterers, and uh, <laughs> my a friend of mine, uh, Marilee Ashford, um, writes about a women, two women who put together uh, cookbooks for small okay. organizations. To, okay. To, uh, so, well, I I I cook, but I don't cook like that that well. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I don't really want to do that, nor do I want, they've got scrapbooking, they've got uh, people that are veterinarians, people that are doctors, outside ones. And yeah. And so I thought, I don't think anybody else writes about Mahjong. At least I haven't seen any. Yeah. I have since found uh, some Mahjong books, but not, not anything that I had in mind. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to write a series about four friends. Uh, that's not let's just not make it easy for me. Let's not, let's not have one protagonist. Let's have four. And <laughs> as we move through the series, let's rotate. And each one will take a turn being the lead character. And okay. then I can infuse, I'll have to do four different personalities, won't I? Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I started writing the, the series about these four friends and, and the, the first chapter starts with them playing mahjong together okay and that's become the format that it starts with their All playing starts mahjong with the mahjong and will game end with them playing mahjong nice. um and in between uh, a murder happens and they somehow even though they're retired even though they have no training um they they are amateur sleuths and they help it. solve the murder that's um, awesome and then i thought well the, the titles of cozy mysteries are so cute anymore. Oh, they are. 
I, I can't do that on my own. But what I could do is I could start using a term from Mahjong for each of the different books. Wow. And so the first book, I'm sure you don't know much about, well, maybe you do know about Mahjong, but I don't know much about Mahjong. I'll, it's played I'll with admit. tiles instead of with yeah. cards, but it's a lot like a card game. It's a lot okay. like a, um, and anyhow, it, there are three suits of tiles. There are cracks and bams or bamboos, and there are dots. Okay. So my first three books, the first book is Cracks in a Marriage. The second book is Bamboozle. The third book <laughs> is Connect the Dots. And oh, I so love it. On. That's so, so fun. I, I, um, <laughs> it's gotten so that I decide on the title and then I figure out what's going to happen in right. the book. <laughs> um, most of the time. Um, and so, so I uh, have pretty much stuck with the, the, the format of rotating, who is in uh, I, the first two books are the same character. Okay. But then we start switching off on book three. And I'm now, I've now done nine. The last wow. one came out last summer or fall. And um, I, I kind of, I left it so that if I wanted to finish the series, it was done. It was, it, okay. it was complete. But I also decided, but maybe I'll go back to it, but I do want to do this new series. And so I'm going to let that, uh, the Mahjong group kind of sit for a while. And sit for a little while. Okay. And I've been thinking a lot about it since then. Um, there's a, there's a, a kind of a turning point at the end. It's not for the, them. It's kind of cons- involves the main characters, but it kind of involves the, the, the love interest of one of the main characters. Okay. And so I've decided that when I do go on, I'm going to do books 10, 11, and 12, um, to have an even dozen. And it, it's going to be the Mahjong Mysteries 2.0. Um, so it'll be a little bit different than what the first nine were, but it's still okay. the same characters and so forth. But okay. that's that's, that's on the shelf thing. for the wow. time being. Okay. And in the meantime, this past um, January, I launched my second series, and I, I again I made this really remarkable decision, which I I live to regret, uh, which was to do a rapid release. So I wrote. Oh three that I could release in January, one February and one in March. Okay. And I have been catching my breath ever since then. But um, that, I don't know if you want to talk about those now or or you had another question about it. Yeah. That is the Nailed It series. Nailed It Home home Reno Mystery Series. And uh, I've gotten smarter in one respect because I have one protagonist she has a partner that's her daughter, but okay. the, the, I stay with the one person and her name that's, is Rowena Summerfield. I'll be helpful. Rowena. Yeah. And I've switched from third person to first person. Oh, so Ro tells a story every time. And I absolutely love that way of writing. Um, cool. it, it's limiting because everything has to happen in, in the present in, her, in front of yeah. her or else gets retold somehow in front of her. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy it because I can infuse a lot of my own thoughts and yeah. personality into How her fun. and live through her. So um, those I, those three books are out. And I again, I decided to use a term from construction, which I know so much about. <laughs> uh, actually, I do because I'm the daughter of a carpenter. Okay. And and I'm I'm the wife of a woodworker. Okay. 
So you I, at least are familiar with many terms. nails in my lifetime, but it's, it's still the nailed it. Um, yeah. Uh, I love that, that name for the series. That's so fun. And um, so the first book is called Measure Twice, Murder Once, using that old uh, axiom. Yeah, yeah. The second book is Loose Screw. And I wanted to use screw and I had so many ways I could do that. And my editor said, I think you better think pull back better stick to and, and, you know, cause I had some really good ones, but, um, <laughs> and then the third one is death by drywall. Okay. So, um, and nice. I have had a great time trying to figure out how to kill people different <laughs> ways. I don't like to shoot and I don't okay. like to use a, a knife. Okay. Don't ask me why, because I will poison, smother, um, hit them on the head, um, whatever. But I don't. Lots of other like ways those. to kill someone. I yeah. do not like those. So. Um, okay. I have currently just finished the rough draft of uh, the fourth book, nice. which is called Homicide by Hammer. Nice. And while I'm letting, I'm waiting another week before I go back and I finish that so that I can send it off to my editor in July. I've been playing around with what I can do for the fifth book and have, so I, I think I've got. And are you coming up with like the title first? Oh, then? yes. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. I like I, that I, idea. Actually, it, I have to make sure that I've got some way that I can uh, kill the person with yeah. something sort of related. Something to kind of, yeah, construction so related. In this case, I think I'm going to, to um, asphyxiate them oh. uh, with fumes from varnish that haven't been vented in a home site. Okay. Um, so working title is the varnished truth. Nice. Which is opposite the, the actual expression is the unvarnished. unvarnished. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know if that's exciting or not enough. So I'm, I'm just kind of playing around. With yeah. That because at least get you going. So well, I could also use the word ventilation and varnish in there somehow. I, if I could play on those two, but mm -hmm. I haven't, I just thought about this last night. So that's where we are. I like it. So you've got the first three out. Yes. You did the rapid release. Are you going to do three more with the rapid or just? Never. I mean, not, no, not again. <laughs> okay. So it was a good experience then. Yes. <laughs> I might be able to get two out this year. Okay. Um, but I need to go back to those, uh, those romance novels. I think I have re-edited three of them. I need to re-edit the others and have them ready to go. I won't have my rights until February of next year. So okay. um, I'm, I'm just kind of gearing up for that, but I'm trying to begin to, in my, in my newsletter to my mystery readers, begin to suggest that I, there's another person out there, another part, part of me that writes romance, but okay. mystery readers aren't necessarily romance readers. True. And, and yeah, true. So I, I have a second newsletter that has been lying around for a couple, couple years uh, okay. that I haven't done much with. So it, it'll be time to start to play with it. Okay. Okay. And meanwhile, yet this summer, I think I'm going to uh, make a box set of the first five books in the Mahjong series. I think oh, it's wow. time to do that. The first book is free. Everybody listening, the first book is free. In, in I love a good format. first, first um, book free. But, that's fun. So I will hook that with the other next four. One of, that's one of the really cool things with being self-published is you have lots of options of how you mm -hmm. package your, your goodies. So mm -hmm. that's fun. I like that. I like that part. I forgot to mention that with my second series, I decided, another big decision, uh, 
to add an, an animal to this. Oh, I've never had an animal in my my writing. Um, and so my cat in my Nailed It series is named after the cat I had um, as my the last of the cats I had when I was a teenager. Oh, and fun. it looks a little bit like that. But I mm -hmm. never knew until I was reading somebody else's book with a cat that those are called tuxedo cats. Oh, I always call go, them huh? black and white cats. But, um, <laughs> they have the white on the chest. And yeah, oh, yeah. Fun. So, um, and, and he appears on all the covers along with the with Row. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Um, it, it's I kind of like colors. a sign to the readers that you, if you like to read books with um, cozies with, with animals in them, here's a cat. Here's a cat. Got you covered. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love your coverage. Done a really nice job with. Uh, well, we have uh, to thank my, oh. my uh, cover artist, Chris Kreidler. Um, she it. does an absolutely fabulous job. Yeah. She does a really good job for you. They look really good. So. Somehow I have uh, wandered off the path, believe it or not, because this is home <laughs> renos. And yet the only the first two books, I think. Yeah, the first two books really have a home reno in them. And then uh, her boyfriend uh, hires her to remodel this restaurant that oh. comes up in the second book. In the third book, they're working on that. And then he gets this brilliant idea for the fourth book that um he wants to add a wine bar to it so that's new construction okay that they're working What's, on yeah not a home reno <laughs> and and in this next in the fourth book um the person that is murdered um is murdered he's an artist he's a sculptor and wow. he's in a, what used to be it's a converted garage so it, it's high enough ceiling to be a uh, to have sculptures in there somehow she will wind up converting that in book five as part of a, a home show. That's where I'm, I'm at right now. That's where you're going. So I always okay. wanted to put her in a home show and somebody gets killed uh, that she was competing with in another Ooh, house. I like it. Okay. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. As this is the Literary Escape podcast, <laughs> where are your books set? Okay. Well, the, the romances, the trilogies I'm getting back, um, I had this idea that I wanted to play, pay homage to my home state of Iowa. Oh, and fun. so the first series, the Matchmaking Motor Coach series, oh. is set in my hometown of Burlington, Iowa. Ah, okay. Three brothers who rehab motor coaches. I just, I'm always rehabbing something, I guess. And, and they fall in love with three different women that are somewhat how related to each other. I moved a little bit into the middle of the state for the second series, which is Sullivan's Creek which okay. is about again construction the the planning <laughs> and the construction and the sewing of Sullivan's Creek the new homes that are built there and then when I went went to underwrite productions I finally allowed myself to go to Los Angeles nice. where I spent well in California I spent all of maybe 12 weeks years ago when my son went out there for um pilot season because he had just been in a movie his first movie his oh, fun. movie okay um, he was in the, the the bridges of madison county um he plays the younger the the son as at a young age oh, wow. and he got the bug to be in the movies and so he went out to uh he was 17 so he was too young to be on his own okay so mom got to be with him or dad went with, with him for like two and a half weeks and mom uh, was able to telecommute with her job um nice and be out there for 12 weeks and it was one of the highlights of my life besides moving to florida because i 
I'm, I'm just a Hollywood nut. Right. Um, and I, I still say there's a screenplay somewhere up here that um, maybe someday will make its way out to paper and to the that screen. That would be fun. That's oh, really so cool. That's where I got my last. So Angeles that's okay. Project. So that's LA. Okay. okay. Let's move back to the Mahjong and, and to the loose screw because they're all set in central Florida. Okay. Which is just where I happen to live. Exactly. Um, that makes the, sense. The first series is in the mythical town of, of Serendipity Springs. Okay. I like and it. And like my home, like the, where I live, it's a newer place, a, a newer development. So most of the people there have come from other places. Sure. There are some people that are native born Floridians, but there are a lot of people Not that many, come yeah. from other places. Mm -hmm. And then um, in writing that series, I came up with a few other towns nearby. And one of those towns was Shasta. Don't ask me where I get these names, but <laughs> um, Shasta is an older Florida town. Okay. Um, it was connected with the orange groves, I think at one time. Okay. And, um, and that's where the, the nailed it. Uh, Oh, okay. Mysteries are set. So they're yeah. fairly close. Yeah. And I do have a crossover character. I was um, going to ask about that. That's really cool. How the fun. guy that is the brother of one of the suspects in the very first book, he's a handsome hunk who owns a deli in Shasta. And he becomes the love interest of Rowena in The Nailed oh, It. Very and cool. I'm, I like I'm, it. I'm moving. I'm, I'm very slow with my love stories and with this, even though Chuck would like me to move it along faster. Um, they, they finally are going to get together in this next, in the book I just wrote the fifth, and then the book five. The fourth yeah. and fifth. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, that's the nice thing about cozy mysteries is you, the series is you have the time because it's not about the love and, you know, it's not about the love. It's about the mystery and being able to work that in slowly is kind yeah, of Yeah, I can't quite give up the love story. I can't yeah, give up. Yeah, as a reader, that. I enjoy it, but I also enjoy the slow of it. So. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of fun. And I've also included in the Nailed It series, kind of an ongoing overriding mystery that involves her, her, her superintendent. And unfortunately, I didn't plan exactly where it was going to go. So I just played a few little steps each time. And we're getting to the point where now I've got to decide. Got to really, really figure happens. it out. <laughs> yeah. We have to move with that. So, so Andrea, I would think that with a with a mystery of any type you have to like know where you're going with it because you have to plant things like you were just saying you know you have to plant your seeds and wouldn't you think that <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard I, I listened to another one of your podcasts yesterday um, uh -huh. with my my good friend Ann McIntosh yes and I you were talking about the same thing and, and about how it must be very difficult for a pantser to, to write a mystery. Exactly. And I'm thinking, well, well I'm a pantser and a plotter. When you can go there? back, I would think um, after you've kind of got the story written, you can go back and plant things if you need yes, to. Yes, I, I plant things or I change things. Um, yeah. I have to change one of the suspects, uh, uh, what he does in order for it to make sense at the end. I have to make sure I need to add a lot more flavor in about how some of the suspects dress because that's important at the end and okay. things like that. Very good. So you've um, you've got the Nailed It series or got four in the works, five is percolating and getting ready to Ventilating. go. <laughs> and then you've got your romances that'll be coming out um, later this year. That'll be fun yes. to see. Awesome. Where can people get, follow you? 
Where's, okay. where do you like to be? I'm at www.barbarabarrettbooks.com. Barrett okay. has two R's and two T's. Nice. Okay. And I will link that in the show notes. And are you on social media at all or? Um, I, I'm on Twitter, but I don't do it very often. Okay. Um, and I'm on Facebook. Awesome. And I certainly welcome people signing up for my newsletter. Um, if they do that, they will receive a copy, a free digital copy of uh, the Mistresses of Mahjong, which details uh, how it, it's like little bios of all four of the oh, characters fun. and also a little bit about Mahjong. Very cool. Well, worth signing up for. That sounds really good. <laughs> I encourage people to do that. Yeah, it's it's a good way to keep up with what's going on with authors. I love my author newsletters. Those are a lot of fun. So great. Very good. Well, thank you for joining me today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. This was well, a it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escapes podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and maybe would like some more Literary Escape book recommendations, then come check out the Literary Escape Society. We're a community of travelers who love books or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.